Welcome to SL Advisors Talks Energy. I'm Simon Lack. At SL Advisors, we invest in energy infrastructure. We read about energy. We talk to people in the energy sector. We write about energy. We explore how the shale revolution is leading to American energy independence and how climate change is impacting how energy is produced and used. Nothing we say should be construed as a sale of securities, which can only be made through the relevant prospectus. In this week's podcast, I'm going to discuss how fossil fuel opponents have the wrong goals. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. And all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? That's high school dropout Greta Thunberg taking more time away from her studies last year to lecture the rest of the world on climate change. I don't think there's a 30-second video clip that I find more annoying than this arrogant middle-class young girl blaming most of the world for wrecking the planet on which she's had the good fortune to be born not that many years ago. Who the hell does she think she is? Greta says adults go to her for hope. Really? I think you'd have to be pretty desperate to look to Greta for anything positive about anything. People live longer and have higher living standards than ever before in history. By any objective measure, humankind is better off than ever. Of course, it can always be better. But Greta's handlers, who use her to promote their opposition to fossil fuels, have a dystopian view of the future that gets too much coverage. Climate extremists have such a depressing outlook. They must be miserable company. They've been telling us for decades that climate disaster is around the corner. I do believe the planet is probably warming because we're using fossil fuels. But it's worth remembering that America's CO2 emissions are falling and that China is the biggest emitter. Poorer countries want to raise their living standards, which is totally understandable. Until Greta and her fans grasp that you start with China because they burn half the world's coal, they're never going to truly confront the issue. We're energy investors at my firm. We invest in pipelines and other infrastructure that are critical to getting crude oil, natural gas, refined products, and other fuels like propane to market. Today, being an energy investor means being a contrarian. Climate change and the impact of renewables is something we think about a lot. I personally enjoy examining the other side of the issue, which is that climate is changing, but is unlikely to be a catastrophe. Recently, Mike Schallenberger put out Apocalypse Never, The byline is why environmental alarmism hurts us all. I'm reading it and we'll be writing a book review when I'm finished. But so far, it's very informative and enjoyable. The writer, Mike Schallenberger, is a reformed environmentalist. Why are the people who are supposedly the most concerned about environmental problems and the most apocalyptic, why are they the same people who oppose all the obvious solutions? The people who raise fears of famine oppose fertilizer. And the people who say the climate apocalypse is coming are the same people who oppose the transition from coal to natural gas and to nuclear power. So why is that? 
That is a big question that obsessed me for the last 10 years. And it's taken me this long to get to an answer to it. There's been some scholarship on it, which I've drawn upon and read exhaustively. That's Mike Schellenberger talking about his latest book. There's something quite refreshing about a guy who began life as an ardent environmentalist thinking critically about the issues, analyzing data, and concluding that it's complicated, that the Sierra Club and other single-minded organizations are pursuing policies that are counterproductive, like opposing nuclear power or thinking that we can run everything on solar and wind. You have to be stupid to not care about the environment. I love walking in the forests and parks that are close to our home in New Jersey. But we humans have been changing our environment for thousands of years, and we've been adapting to our environment too. Alex Epstein wrote The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels, and he very eloquently argued that human flourishing is the highest goal. It doesn't mean what's best for humans with no regard for the consequences. I had to do one more thing, which was to read the World Health Organization reports on Chernobyl. And then you read those and you just go, oh, this is not what I thought. You know, just mm. far fewer deaths. And in fact, I go through in my book, there's even fewer deaths than I thought from reading the World Health Organization reports. Once you have nuclear, you're kind of like, well, why would you want to go add all this garbage energy to your grid? It doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you I mean, people are like, we have to have a mix. Why? That's Mike Schellenberger pointing out some of the problems with renewables. Uh, lease pipelines are underground. Solar and wind farms require large areas to put their panels and windmills. They also need large scale electricity distribution. Maybe windmills aren't that ugly to some people, but massive electricity pylons are among the ugliest structures around. I suspect that the legal techniques used by environmental extremists to hold up new pipelines can be used equally effectively against the very visible infrastructure that renewables require. But right away, we started to encounter some problems. So first of all, the electricity from solar rooftops ends up costing about twice as much as the electricity from solar farms. And both solar farms and wind farms require covering a pretty significant amount of land with solar panels and wind turbines, and also building very big transmission lines to bring all that electricity from the countryside into the city. Nuclear energy is a perfect example of a clean energy solution that environmental extremists consistently reject, even though the history of nuclear power shows that it has a far lower fatality rate per gigawatt of electricity produced than any other form of energy. The election is still over three months away, but the way the opinion polls are looking, we may have a government that has pledged to do more on climate change. Their best effort will be to find a way to get China to stop burning so much coal the world is going to use more of every type of energy, so we don't worry too much about the future of natural gas demand in America. Warren Buffett recently invested $10 billion in the sector, so we know we're in good company. Greta and her handlers may find fixing the world is harder than they thought. Thank you for listening to SL Advisors Talks Energy. To find more episodes like this one, go to our website, sl-advisors.com. There you can sign up for our blog, watch videos and webinars. Follow us on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Twitter at Simon Lack.